Health is one of our most basic human needs. And I don't know about you, but for me, it helps to have a community to be surrounded by and motivated by when it comes to maintaining health. Joining me this week on the podcast, I have Larissa Elder. She is someone who is now part of my virtual online community because we've since moved away from each other. While an in-person, face-to-face community is the best, a virtual online community is the next best thing. And if you're looking for one, I've got you. Even if you're not looking for one, you could be pleasantly surprised by the Sunshine Community. Try it for a month to see if it's a good fit for you. Find out more about it at asforadversity.com boost. This is AS4 Adversity, a podcast about navigating the obstacles in life. Thanks for joining us this season as we talk about how a community can help. I'm Jen. And I'm Rachel. We're here to be a part of your community this year as we learn together. All right, well, I'm here with Larissa Elder. I met her in Boise, and so I'll just have her introduce herself a little bit, and we'll get started. Hi, I am Larissa Elder. I am in Boise, Idaho. That's how I know Jen. And I am actually involved uh, as a personal trainer, as a fitness coach, a mindset coach, and I also have my own um, website for helping women who are pregnant or postpartum uh, with Delight and Fitness. So, <laughs> yeah, perfect. How did you get into all of this? I don't know if I know this story. Oh boy, this is going to be a big story. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'll start with referencing we're talking about health. So, H is for health. Yes. Um, and I was telling Jen that health is so much more than what we are used to being talking about. Uh, it's just food and exercise. Whenever we think of health, we think, okay, it's food and exercise. But this whole journey of health actually started way back in my first marriage. Um, and so I was 22. I had just had my first child and I was married to someone who was, who was abusive, mm. mentally abusive and emotionally abusive. And so I left that marriage when my son was five months old. And so the first thing that I actually worked on was my emotional and mental health because it was in the dumps. Mm. And that's the thing is even though you leave someone at that time, you are still so affected in your mind by it. Mm. And so that was one area that I first started with was my own mental health because I was like, okay, I left this person. I should be happy. But it's like my internal dialogue still had everything that he was like, criticizing me and blaming me with and everything. And it's like how I saw myself was still through like his eyes instead of who who I am now. And so I started this whole process of discovery and it all did start with health. So it's like there was emotional, mental health, uh, spiritual health, which was like, I felt like my spirit was set free. We were on totally different like spiritual paths. And Mm. so it's like, I felt kind of caged who I was in my spirit. And so when I left, I felt like, oh my gosh, like my spirit's free, mm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and then the next part was also physical health. And so I had my baby and I thought after you have your first kid, your body just bounces back. Like no one talked about any of that stuff with me of what actually goes on with your own physical health after having a kid. I had no idea, even though I had an older sister who had four kids at the time. And I had my mom who had, you know, us five kids 
It's like they didn't talk about after having a baby. Yeah. Goes and so, um, and so, uh, you know, come to find out 10 years later, part of my health problem with my, with after having a baby was I had diastasis recti. And I didn't know about that for 10 years because again, that wasn't necessarily talked about a lot back then, mm-hmm. you know? And so I was working so hard to get my, my physical health back because I wanted my body to look good again. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to feel good in my body again. And so this whole journey started with basically, you know, from, from that bad marriage. And it's like, it started me on this path of health. And then it's like, it got me into like the fitness industry. Um, during that time, I also was like a binge eater for several years. And so then I like had another girlfriend who was a binge eater too. Mm-hmm. And we both talked about like, we both had kids around the same age. And so it's like, she was a binge eater. And so we basically were like each other's accountability partner. Mm. We would talk about like our mom tummy and stuff. And so it was just like, you know, I, I had that support building up and it's just all that stuff drew me towards basically health and fitness, mm. especially with fitness and then wanting to help other women. That was my biggest thing is like, I love helping other women and being like, you are not alone. You don't have to go at this alone. And like talking about things that weren't talked about for me. And so that it normalizes things for us as women of like, I'm not alone in this. This is more, this is normal. It's okay. Right. <laughs> so and that's I, how I got started with the whole journey. <laughs> yes. No, that's a good story. I didn't know a lot of those pieces. And it's so true. I feel like we're getting better as a society about talking about things yeah. regarding our health. But yeah, there's always room for improvement. And there's always people that still feel like they're alone, you know, that we're always finding more and more that that still feel that way. So uh, did you feel like you had a support system at the very beginning? Or did you kind of just start out alone, like with your mental and emotional health back then? So when I first started out with my mental emotional health, I actually had my family Mm -hmm. who helped me through that. Um, Especially I had a brother who was like, really like we were like best friends, and he was always really positive and stuff. And he noticed that I would be acting like insecure or like, you know, not as confident or whatever. And so he kind of would be like, let's go on a walk. Cause like, if you feel, if you do something physical for yourself, you're going to feel better emotionally. Mm -hmm. So he was like my support at first, you know, I usually, um, I tend to sometimes have like my brothers or guys who like are support that way. Uh, just having older brothers. And so he was my support. My mom was my support and stuff about talking about those things as well. Um, she was always someone who was trying to like, you know, read positive, like the, the books of like think and grow rich and the power of positive thinking and stuff. And so it's like, so I also started with books. And so Mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, maybe even when you read books, you're not necessarily like part of a community, but you feel like you're part of like the story with the author you like you feel like you have some sort of connection that way you know because they're they're putting you in that world yeah and so that was another thing of a lot of reading to get my mind to really to be healthier to think more positive and like have better control and be like what this person thought about me wasn't true about me and I had to disassociate that and be like discover this is what's true about me you know and so having conversations that you could be vulnerable with about that made a huge difference because we're humans so we're all about connection 
connection is how we relate. We're, we are born for connection. You know, think of my mom and a baby. You're born for connection. And so having that really helped relieve and help me overcome these challenges. Now, I'll, I'll preference this here now. Health to me, really, you take out the TH and it's about heal. Mm. And so you have to look at it and be like, what is something in this area that I need to heal? And yeah. so once you have do the healing, then you have the health. That's beautiful. I've never heard that before. I love it. That's just my own little way that I look at it. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, you pronounce it so beautifully, diastasis recti. So I have that currently and still working on it. But do you feel like, is that like a new discovery or was it just really not talked about? Did This wasn't talked about. Mm-hmm. I feel like women just didn't talk about it at that time. Diastasis recti. And so what happened is, you know, I had it for 10 years and basically what happened is like, you have your baby, you get your six week checkup and they're like, okay, you're good. And a person usually doesn't come to you or like come to me as a fitness trainer or pelvic floor or stuff until there's a problem, mm-hmm. you know? And so I thought, cause we just think, oh, this is just normal. This is just how my body is after having kids. Like my stomach's just always going to look like this. I'm just going to have back pain. I'm just going to have either no feeling with sex or I'm going to have painful sex or, you know, or it's just, I just don't orgasm now, you know, like things like that. Or yeah, that there's always like this bulge or ridge that still happens in my stomach, you know, mm-hmm. this space in there. And it's like, I can kind of almost feel into my organs and it's like, that's, that's not normal. And so it wasn't talked about and it wasn't really. I'd say about 2014, 2015, more information started coming out about it. Mm. And so I heard about that and I was like, oh my gosh, I have that. (laughs) Then I had to go, well, what I need to do to fix this? Because I was doing all these health and fitness stuff. I was, you know, training and working out and all that. And it's like, it didn't really make a difference on my diastasis recti. And the reason is, is because diastasis recti has to do with your deeper inner core than the outside core that you see. Mm-hmm. And so it's a deeper internal work and there's a proper way of how you work that through breathing and through doing proper core exercises. And the bonuses, as you do that, you get to work your pelvic floor at the same time. So it's yes. like a bonus, like the diaphragm, the, the deeper core and the pelvic floor, they're all connected. So when you work them properly, you're working them all at once. So it's like you're doing dynamic work, which is great. Yeah. And Hopefully, I don't know if some insurances cover it, but hopefully someday all insurances will just cover that pelvic floor therapy because I feel like, you know, I've heard before uh, having a baby is like major, you know, and especially if you have a C-section, that's like a major surgery. And you just, like you said, they just let you go. They send you out of the hospital and you're just gone. And it's like, well, we need to put something in place that's more for more accessible for women that they can recover and and truly get that care that they need the healing like you said so yeah and that's the thing is a hundred percent of women if you have carried to 35 weeks pregnancy you have diastasis recti mm. like just what it means is that you're you're the linea abos so the line that you see in your six pack abs that has separated which is normal to make room for your growing baby to make room for that in the in your belly the problem is, is when it doesn't come back together on its own. And that's normal too. one out of three women experience that, you know, 
And what is important then is that you're doing the proper exercises to heal that. And that's the issue. Like I would love if they would talk about that more at the doctor's office of like, Hey, what you actually need is to rehab and recover your core and your pelvic floor from having a baby. And what that means is you need to do some, start with like some pro you can't just go right into ab exercises after having a kid, you would do even more damage. So it's like, you have to learn the proper breathing, the proper working of your deeper core of your pelvic floor to heal that, to strengthen that, to bring those back together. Um, and so it's funny because if we think of like physical therapy, if you get an injury as an athlete, they have you on like 12 weeks or more of doing physical therapy of just that, those slow, gentle recovery exercises, mm. but having a baby, they're like, no, you're fine go back to normal exercises. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Right. <laughs> you know, and that's the problem is like, then I have women coming to me later being like, oh, I actually have this issue. And it's like, yeah, your doctor didn't, didn't tell you, he didn't give you the, the uh, notification of, no, you actually need to do some rehab after. And that's why, why I put my course out there is because it's like, hey, here's, here's a method to help you with this. Right. And I wonder if I had it with my other two kids then, because like you said, if, if you carry further than 35 weeks and I wonder if it just healed on its own or if I had a more mild case of it, do you feel like you just yeah. know if you have it or if it just. No, because I, I didn't know. I just thought, oh, my stomach just looks like this. I just have the pooch this way. And that's just how it's going to look, you know? And so it wasn't until I actually kind of like test and I was like yeah I can kind of like for me it was like around my navel around my belly button it's like I can really push in like deep like I can put in one or two fingers in here and, and I'm like oh I I still have it then you know it's not working and that's the thing it's like it can close but the more kids you have if you don't properly heal it it can aggravate it and make it worse and worse each time mm, interesting yeah and I feel like it's good to talk about these things like you were saying, because for most women, their self-care is usually at the bottom or, you know, things like that. At least it is for me. You know, I even know that I have this and still I can't make it a priority. Like I've tried, but I need to retry it because it's like, sometimes it'll bring me pain, you know? And it's like, why am I not taking care of this? You know? And it's like, why do we do that to ourselves? I know. And that's, if I could talk about the biggest thing that I think we can make a priority for ourselves would be our health. Mm -hmm. And so it's like to look at the different areas of what, these are like the top areas for me for health. There's emotional and mental health, there's spiritual health, there's physical health, and then there's also sexual health. And so it's like, if we can look at those, I mean, we can go into relational health, but like, that's a whole other, we'll leave that for relationships. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and so it's like, if you can look at those things of like, hey, again, looking at it, what are the, what's something in this area that I need to heal? You know, and that's the thing. It's like the biggest investment, because you're supposed to, you want to live in this body for a long time, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. You want to live in this, this mind that you have for a long time, the spirit, like you want it to be in a long time. So it's like, why isn't it a, a bigger priority? And especially for mom, self-care is hard, yeah. you know, and it's hard to ask your, your partner and be like, Hey, like, I just, I need an hour to myself or two hours so I can go and do a walk, go to the gym and then just have like my own quiet time to myself, you know? Mm -hmm. And the biggest investment that you can put in yourself is you. 
like that's the greatest investment you can have is in you. And so thinking, what do I actually need to do? And so it'd be great if you could be, you could say, okay, (laughs) I only need to give myself like 30 minutes, even less 20 minutes. Can I give that to myself? And I think the rewards and the benefits will pay off, but you're just not used to doing that because you're, you're, we're moms and we're just so used to self-sacrifice right. essentially. Yeah. And I feel like for me too, I wonder, like, it just seems like this nebulous healing process, like, okay, well, when am I going to know if it's done or how long before I'm going to see results or things like that, you know? And so I feel like maybe it's just a little daunting too, you know? So I, I just need to like recommit and then start. Smoking. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing is if someone wants to know, you know, I have clients who come in all the time and it's just like, they say, okay, I just want to fix my core. I want to fix like, um, another thing with the pelvic floor that's related with it is okay. When I cough, I pee Mm -hmm. like, you know, and so with my client, one of them, um, she said like right now, she's like, it's more like, usually I'm good, but sometimes there's a teeny dribble now as a compared to before of like, Oh crap. Like I need to go change everything. Mm, yes. <laughs> like I need to pee my pants, you know, and things like that. So it's like being able to be like, I can jump or I can run, I can sneeze and cough and I can do those without pee coming out or I can have sex without pain or I can have sex that I can actually feel, you know? So that's, so those are all related to pelvic floor. Yeah you know, which comes into our, our sexual health. <laughs> yes. Oh. So what would you say for like diastasis recti? Like what, uh, what progress could I feel like I'm making? Look at? Yeah. Okay. So realistically, I usually put women on three months. If you give me three months consistently of doing this for four to five days a week, and we do, you do this for 10 to 15 minutes per day, which really it's like, it's not that long. You just can make it a part of your morning routine, your bedtime routine, lunchtime, like whenever you can fit it in. If you can do more, great. But I think is making sure you're doing it properly, uh, making sure you're actually connecting with your deeper core, connecting with your pelvic floor, filling that lift. And it's just like, if you did that consistently, you're more likely to see results. And that's the thing is also is then people go, well, where's the end date? Well, you'll probably be working on this for the rest of your life because you're a woman. And, you know, everyone focuses on usually the the six pack abs, but it's like, it's your deeper core that you actually want to have strong and you want that strong throughout your life because that literally is the core of your entire body, (laughs) you know, of like moving your arms, your legs, your balance, all of it. And so if you could just do that consistently, then it's like, you will see a huge difference. So like for me, when I had my, my baby girl, like right away, because I already knew the exercises to do and the breathing right away, it's like, okay, after it was six weeks, I could jump and I didn't have to worry about pee, but my dad suspect I wasn't healed. So I was like, okay, we'll try and avoid this for now. But I knew my pelvic floor was at least good. But it's like, I, so I kept on working on that and it took me about, I think I was somewhere, it was almost three months, kind of between like two and a half, three months. And I was like, oh, okay, we're, we're good now. We're back to normal. We've healed, you know, but every woman's body is going to be different just depending on, on, 
Um, I'm not there in person, Jen. So I can't, I'd have to like measure your gap. And essentially what happens is like, you feel the gap coming in closer. You feel like you have less back pain. You're able to have more pleasure with sex. You're not having like any coughing. Uh, When you cough, sneeze, jump, different things like that. It's like either you don't pee or like there's less. And so those are kind of like trackable things that you can look at. Yeah, that's good to know. And I know I didn't mean to steer this conversation totally towards me, but you know, it's like, it's no good, good information for sure. Your questions. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. And the beauty is I can always edit certain parts out too, but mm-hmm. I'm just selfishly uh, drawing on your expertise. Don't <laughs> so, no worry. Yes. Um, and then, if you have questions, that means other women have questions. Right. Right. Hopefully. So yeah. I was also thinking with the bulge, like when do you see that go down? Cause I feel like that's like my main symptom is I, I have that bulge that's higher, you know, like not your stomach. Okay. So the bulge will, what the bulge is showing you is showing that you have intra abdominal pressure that's wrong. Mm. And so as we get that pressure correct, it won't stick out as much Mm. because what it's meaning is like the pressure in your stomach is causing that bulge to come out. Mm. So once you're able to, we're able to get that, those connective tissues together again, it won't stick up like this. It'll come down more like this. I can't, I'm showing with my hands, but basically I'm showing a mountain with my hands, like a peak and then cross interlacing them. And it's like, it's more flat. And so again, it's, it's pulling that in and that's going to do with your diaphragm breathing of pulling that, pulling that down. Got it. Your core. Yeah. That's really helpful. So it's still that like proper engagement. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for that. And I am going to recommit to doing that because like you said, we we need to prioritize it. And I don't know what what it is about it. You know, it's like, Oh, I just, you just, like you said, I think women, they do something when there's pain, you know, and it's, you know, that's when it's an extreme level, you know, we, we should work on prevention and just intention and all those things. As you were talking, I, I thought of the concept. I I just feel like I'm a, a completionist. And Mm -hmm. so when you said we just have to work on it our whole lives, I thought in my head, like, oh, no, like you're never done, you know, quote unquote. Yeah. Because it's like that, as I'm realizing with other aspects of our life, our house is never just organized. You know, it's you're always working on it. It's never. Anyway, that was just something that I was thinking. Our brain likes deadlines. Our brain likes deadlines. That's why. And people come in and this is why the fitness industry, I'm going to go into this little tangent of like, this is why the fitness industry can sell us so good is because they say 90 days, 30 days, do this, do that. But they take you on extreme things. You want your body to stay like this forever. You want to develop these habits to have long term, you know, and it's like, you're going to use, you can use that breathing that I teach for meditation. You know, you can use that to help you relax, calm. You can teach that to your children. On top of that, it's like that help. You're going to, you want to use your body for the rest of your life. So it's like, you're always going to be working on your core. You're always going to be working on your pelvic floor because those are issues that affect us as women. Right. <laughs> Men too. They have the same thing. They have the same muscles as well. We just, so the pelvic floor for a man, though, is only, the only difference is, is that it doesn't hold a uterus. <laughs> Our mm. pelvic floor has one more component of ours holds, it holds a uterus. <laughs> Supports the uterus. Yeah. 
Yes. Yeah. But, you know, and so it's like men have those issues too. It's just, we're, I'm more focused. <laughs> I focus on it with women. And yeah. so that's the thing. It's like, there's not this deadline, like your health, there's not this deadline. It's the same thing with like, you think of healing. We still all get injuries, you know, you still get sick, you still get illnesses. So it's like your health needs to be something that you're committed to you for the rest of your life and making sure that that's good and that's strong. Um, and I think that's why, like, I was sold on those things. That's why I did what's called, um, I did binge eating. And so it's like, because I would do whatever diet I was told to go on at the time, and it'd be some restrictive diet. And then it's like on the weekends, I would binge because it wasn't maintainable. <clears throat> and I was like, oh my gosh, you know, so then I would be on this just yo-yo cycle of, okay, I'm on bandwagon and I'm off bandwagon and I'm on bandwagon, I'm off. And it's like, because it wasn't consistent. And so it's like, if we can just think of like adding in this, of this is just part of my daily habit of what I do for me. Then I think that's going to, that's when you're really going to get the actual results you want. And you're actually going to have more connection with your body. You're actually going to be like, wow, I'm like, I really enjoy this time that I get to work on me. You know, we talk about how sometimes like we'll take time to read or um, enjoy a movie for, for ourselves, But it's like, we won't take our time to do other stuff of like, Hey, this would probably be better for my body or my mental state or my physical state. You know, it's just what we choose to prioritize. So if you can make, you a priority before it's too late because that's the problem is people do come to me when it's like oh i have this issue and it's been bugging me for too long so now i'm not going to get help about it Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is usually it's already at a very bad stage (laughs) it's gone it's gotten worse (laughs) probably yeah i really like that just flipping that narrative to you know we're always going to take care of ourselves and just that's that's how life is it just I don't know. It just feels more freeing. Like, oh, then you know what to expect and you're not looking for that short-term solution. You're, you're in it for the long game and, and because you are a priority always. So that's a good reminder. Great. Well, I have loved your insights, Larissa. This has been so good to talk about health. And again, I needed the reminder. So I'm sure there's others out there that need that reminder too, to prioritize our health. So where can women find out more from you or how can they work with you if they would like to learn more? Okay, so you can find me in a few different spots. Uh, Instagram is Delight and Fitness. And then my website is www.delightandfitness.com. Now I'll say Delight is spelled different. It's L-I-T-E. There's no G-H-T. So it's L-I-T-E. Um, and so you can find me there. Or you can you can also just DM me on Instagram. Find me on Facebook. It's Lola Elder. I have a... Um, a pregnancy and postpartum delight group as well. I try and be involved in that, but um, I just want women to know, like there is things that, that we go through. And so to normalize it, I'm here and it's all about building that community. I'm here as a support. And the more that, you know, I try to get the message out there and to let women know like, Hey, these are issues that are normal. And that we all go through, we all go through uh, these health challenges. Yeah. And so I feel like the more we talk about it, you know, and so it's like, I, I'm a personal trainer as well. So people can reach out to me, um, as personal training, which I can do via zoom as well, or just, I'm someone who loves to chat about it. I will yeah. chat about everything. You know, I basically, because I train of what I do, it's like, um, I have women talk to me about their sexual health more than 
more than anything (laughs) (laughs) because it's all related to the pelvic floor. So there's topics that it's just, there's nothing off topic. And I feel like the more that we talk about these things as women, the more that we don't feel alone, we feel supported. And so it's like, if you just have a question for me, throw it at me. Yeah. You know, I'm more than happy, more than happy to answer it. And just, (laughs) I love these conversations. That's so good. I really appreciate that because I feel like a lot of times we we really don't know who to turn to. And so just having a person that we feel like we can go to is so helpful. You mentioned the phrase as well, suffering in silence. And just hearing that phrase is so sad to me, you know, and it's just the more we can come together, then the less people will suffer in silence. Oh, yeah, exactly. Because it's like when you go through things mentally, that's what happens. Um, women can have like sexual problems and it's like, they don't talk about it with anyone until they finally go and talk to their girlfriends about it. And all of a sudden their girlfriend would be like, Oh my gosh, I have that problem too. This is what I had to do. And you're like, Oh, like you feel relieved of like, Oh my gosh, I'm not broken. I'm not alone in this. That's great. And that's the thing. It's like, none of us are broken and there's nothing that you're going through that no one else has gone through before. So it's like, as we talk about these things and as you find a community with that, even just talking to your like whatever woman you can find woman at the grocery store or woman down the street. Like we're usually pretty chatty about things. And it's like, once you get chatting, it's like, we will open up like a book, you know, it's like, Oh yeah, I'll talk to you about my sexual life because there's, there's issues. And it's like, it's, it's okay for us to know, you know, we're not alone in this because we do need support. That's part of our own emotional mental health. And it's like, once you realize that there's other people out there, who are there to support you, then you don't feel alone and like isolated because there's nothing worse than feeling alone and isolated, you know, because like I said at the beginning, we're humans, we're meant for connection, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's like, and part of, I'll go, say part of our health and part of the healing is also connecting with others <clears throat> that helps us heal those things. You know, uh, when a, when a client works with me as a trainer, I'm helping them heal those things but not just physically we're talking about that as well and so they're like oh okay you've gone through that as well ah now now I don't feel like something's so wrong and off with me yeah I feel like like you said talking is is half the healing right there you just you get it out open you connect you you're vulnerable and yeah it just you have so much more leverage over it I love it okay well thank you so much for your time i thought this was so valuable and i know others will too so good yeah. <laughs> happy to be on yes no that's great okay awesome well, well good thanks. to see you again yeah and you too do your exercises <laughs> yes i will do that mm. i'll message you each week if i have to <laughs> oh, there you go that's probably what i need an accountability partner so okay yeah. all right that's what we'll do then yes yeah. isn't larissa great Hopefully something from our conversation helped you today and at least got you thinking about what you could prioritize right now for your health. If there's someone you know that could benefit from this episode, please share it with them. I appreciate you so much for being here, for sharing this podcast, and for just existing, for being you. Thank you, and I'll talk to you again next week.